Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and joining me today, has been on in a couple weeks, is uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello, Steve. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. What's uh, what's happening? Anything? Well, to be honest, when you first asked me to be back on, I uh, thought we were going to do a live reading of my new script for uh, Pine Hill Mobile Court. <laughs> but then you said we have to do an actual show. That's so. right. So you weren't able to do it. I did ask you to make a oh, yeah. logo or um, some kind of uh, you know. It's coming. Title card. Yep. A theme song, logo. If you want to go theme song, you should just do the Law & Order theme reversed. Like, well... I'm gonna like do like a homage to the Law and Order theme, like something like bum 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 bum. Doesn't that sound like similar? It sounds similar. It's playing like you said. It's playing an homage. I like it. Sounds good. That's just the beginning. That's gonna. What's the ending gonna be? I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. It might just be bum bum. That's too much like Law and Order. Do you think? A little bit. I mean, it all depends on the key sound though. You know, you can do a lot with two different keys. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know that much about music, so you shouldn't be admitting that right now <laughs> since you're writing a television show. Well, I'm actually planning to just copy the other song and change it a little bit. I feel like you don't have to know a lot about music to do that. <laughs> it's called plagiarizing. I don't think you need to know a lot. to Well, do that. remember when I said changing it a little bit? Right. That's how I'm not going to plagiarize. So you're going to make it your own. That yeah. Way. Exactly. Okay. Like, do people say Star Wars Episode Seven plagiarized Episode Four? No, no they would See, they would have if it was exactly like word for word. No, they took the beats and okay. then they changed some of the details. They took Star Wars Greatest Hits and turned it into episode That's what seven. I'm doing with my law unaffiliated Law & Order <laughs> law show. Is it a spin-off of Law & Order? An, unaffil- an unofficial? Uh, le- legally, no. It is not a spin-off in any way. Right. Unofficially, it's very similar. <laughs> Pine Hill Mobile Court, folks, coming to a television station near you, fall 2017. Keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out. Uh, so is there anything else new besides that? There's something else well, that... that uh, I do need to give an, uh, an update on my bathroom. Yeah. Longtime listeners of the show will know that probably since episode two, the, one I, the first one I was on, I think that was your second episode. Yes. I think I mentioned that I had recently started a bathroom renovation. Right. And I think I just said, oh, it's, like, just torn apart. Right. So just today, I put the tile down on the floor. So you still don't have a toilet? Nope, but I'm very close to a toilet. Are you going to have running water in the, in the uh, shower? Well, technically, the water would run if you turned it on, but it would... Wasn't there a, le- a leak in the tub? That's fixed. That's All le- good. So you should be good now, right, to use that? Well, I don't have the walls of the bathtub, and I don't have any shower, like, fixtures to turn the water on. Right. But... You could if you put that. Are you okay? No, I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. I just want to make sure you're okay. I was okay. trying not to burp into the microphone. That's fine. It's all right. I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, but it could work. As long as you get those things, it's it's good to go. Right? Uh, the shower, yeah. The shower yeah. picture stuff? Yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get the right. walls up. But yeah. Right. 
Cool. Awesome. So Chris's bathroom is what percentage do you think? Ooh, tough call because there's a lot of uh, drywall work left to do. But soft 75. I'm, yeah, that sounds good. Nice. Awesome. Cool. That's great. Good news all around from you. Your your TV show's moving ahead of schedule. You got to do some casting. Maybe we'll do that this summer. Maybe we yep. could, maybe we should film a pilot. We I got to sh- finish the pilot script. I think we really and then should. workshop that. And then uh yeah, do some casting. For the past couple summers, Chris, our families, we try to do like fun little skit videos. Um we did one called Shower Caddy. Which was, <laughs> which was, um, you know, like when you went to college, you had the shower caddy that you took from, when you, if you had the communal bathrooms, it'd have your shampoo, your soap, your conditioner, your toothbrush, all that you stuff. You don't have to go to college to use it. No, no, you don't, you don't have to. I mean, I didn't have, use a shower caddy until I went to college. Yeah, I just don't want our listeners to think that we're like looking down on non-college oh, educated no. people. Correct, correct. No, we're just saying most people use shower caddies. In college. Let's just leave it at shower caddy. Okay. Car- carries things in the shower. There we go. So anyway, so our skit was about a shower caddy, but what it was was a caddy who stood in the bathroom with you, and like a golf caddy, and he made the it's calls. A, it's a play on words. Yeah. He made the calls on what shampoo you should use and what soap you should use, the temperature of the water, all that fun stuff. So yeah, so maybe we should keep the tradition alive and do a, a pilot episode of Pine Home Overcourt this summer. I would love to do I that. I think that'd be a, lot, it'd be a lot of work, but it'd be a lot of fun. And all the people that you, we usually make these movies with wouldn't get it unless they listen to this podcast, which, honestly, I'm not sure if they... I do. don't... Like, Dan... I don't think Dan knows about Pine Hill Mobile Court. He probably doesn't. Unless... Because he, he hasn't mentioned it to us since we've seen him, unless he listens to our podcast when he's not on it. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we'll have to ask him. Uh, so, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to a new podcast that I established a friendly relationship with recently. Uh, they're called Bombad Radio. Uh, they are a Star Wars podcast, but they just don't talk about Star Wars, just things kind of how the Star Wars influence on science fiction and fantasy as a genre, as a whole. Um, and the one guy I was talking to was really, really nice. We were, you know, conversing with each other. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Uh, I think they do some really good stuff on their channel. Uh, so if you want to go to Bombad Radio, they're on Twitter. You can find them on Podbean also. I'm sure they're on iTunes. Um, and you can see the kind of stuff that they're doing. That sounds cool. Do they talk about that in like a like a like the Star Wars effect on the fictional world of media, or so, like more like behind the scenes? So, like one episode they just published today was about Star Wars' influence on the movie Alien. Um, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I think they might be doing it because that Arrival movie just came out. So, like Alien genre kind of mm-hmm. like. Um, so that's just one thing that they're talking about. So it's not just like a weekly episode about just like all things Star Wars. It's just kind of like Star Wars' effect and how Star Wars still impacts society today and all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah. So um, if you have any f- ideas for any future matchups or scenarios or if you just like to give us a shout out and say hi, you can reach us through our Twitter page, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed feed on Podbean. Also, I wanted to announce, I don't know if you saw this or not, on our Twitter page, we are going to be featured on Podbean again. I saw that again. How'd you get another feature? So I was uh, emailing some people at Podbean, and they said, well, we can't have you be the featured podcast of the week because that happened back in September. And I was like, okay. And she goes, if you want, what we can do is for our mobile app, we can have your name as the banner. So starting on this Friday, the 18th of November... 
uh, Podbean or on Podbean's app on the banner, it'll say who would win cast. So hopefully that'll give us some new listeners because when they had us as the podcast of the week, that bumped our listenership and downloads up like twofold. It was it was crazy. So that's great. Yeah. I've actually been worried that what you've been having to trade for all this like uh, exposure. yeah, I, I um my, like, my 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 one kidney's going next month. <laughs> um, my firstborn gone, and oh. yeah, and I had to. Um, reverse mortgage my house, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been it's been rough. But hey, well, it's all for the know, podcast. The podcast is good. Any day now, it's going to take off. I hope we're that, rolling I mean, in that I mean, sweet podcast money. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, make the connections with everybody, get the words out there. So you know, we have we have some listeners already that have established good connections with us. So we appreciate them, and you know, just keep spreading the word. And you know, because I feel like this podcast is. Things that people debate about all the time, just like that, you know. That's what who, we try to do. Exactly. What, what comes up right. with your friends. Yeah. So what are we talking about in this week's episode, Chris? Oh, we were going to talk about why you always make your guest introduce the topic of the show. Right. Why do you do that? Because I like to know that, A, the guest knows what we're talking about. <laughs> because if you listen to a couple past episodes, like one episode with Mike, he was like, uh, and that's yeah, why. I it honestly takes me by surprise, and sometimes I don't remember right away. Right. So I want to make sure so that you know. So that's why I make a little joke to stall for time, <laughs> so, you so can I can think of it. About what we're talking about today? Did you remember? Of course. Okay. Go ahead. Chef Carl Casper. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to remind you that I remembered his name. Oh, that's impressive. That's right. If you guys haven't listened to that episode yet, a couple weeks back, we had Chef Carl Casper, Casper <laughs> going against um, Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers in a uh, I'm glad you finally remember. Iron Chef America cook-off, and that was a really funny episode. Um, anyhow, today we have a Harry Potter-themed episode. We do. When this episode airs, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them will have come out? No. Or not yet? No. So... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them comes out in like five days from yes, now. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, this will yeah. prep you because because we're doing a fight of magical beasts. That's right, and they're magical beasts that have not yet been seen by the viewers because they're going to be in this movie. That you might have seen them in a trailer. That, yeah, you, you might see them in the trailer, or so, you might have seen an illustration of them. Correct. So really, you could have seen them. You could in have a lot seen of ways. them. But you might not know much about right. them. Right. We're going to educate you on these beasts and how fantastic they are. Yes. And maybe where you can find them. Maybe. But we Perhaps. don't want to give too much away. Exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a reason to see the movie. Right. So what is what is Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? It's, I feel like it's very meta. If you really think about it, it's <laughs> extremely meta. It's, it's, a, it's a textbook right. that was required reading for classes at Hogwarts. Yeah. And so we were doing some research and we saw that Harry had to buy it for his first year. And right. people are confused about that because he doesn't take care of magical creatures. Continuity error, maybe. Until his third year. Right. But some um, somebody made the argument that maybe he needed it for defense against the dark arts. That's a good point. Because of the dark creatures or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we really don't know. But yeah, so it's a textbook in the Harry Potter universe, and it was written by Newt Scamander. What's, what was that? Sorry. I, I was testing out my Harry Potter soundboard. Oh, what, what, is it, what was it? Well, one second. Let me play it for do you everybody. Need me to, do you need me to say something again to lead into that? No, I'll say something to lead it in. Okay. This is how you're going to do in our battle today. Okay. Don't. What did it say? I, it's I Harry Potter. I think it's Harry Potter saying you're doomed. Oh, you're doomed. Oh, it obviously okay. wasn't that effective if you couldn't even understand That's, it. I thought it said you don't. Well, you know what, Steve? She'll pay for that one, Malfoy. <laughs> Eat slugs! <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope that audio shows up. I'm sure it will. Yeah, you can see the little spike there on our on our recording. So right, I definitely hope, think you can then I hope it's hear. not too loud and right in everyone's ears. I don't ears. think so. What, you got another one? Last one. Sorry, they don't play right away. <laughs> oh, no, I clicked on an ad. All right, forget that one. It might just start randomly playing. I clicked on a lot of things. Uh-oh. All right. My well, phone's so real we'll have slow. To see. I shouldn't have used my... Are you are you throwing shade already? I you picked I picked all the insults from the soundboard to play for you. <laughs> this is my favorite. You're a Roy Falcon, you know that. Oh. Oh. oh, for a second the computer froze. I got really worried. Just like my phone. Just like your phone. Um, so yeah, so Newt's commander. He wrote the textbook, and then for a charity event, J.K. Rowling wrote that textbook, um, and you can buy it. Hmm. And is that what the movie's based on? So, I believe so. It's technically based on that book. She wrote the screenplay. This is the first screenplay she ever uh, wrote. And uh, so, now they are taking... But the problem is, like, this movie isn't really based on a textbook, because a textbook is just things about the different magical creatures. It's more like... It's like an encyclopedia. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to make a movie of an encyclopedia. Exactly. Except for Encyclopedia Brown, but that's <laughs> different. One day, they're probably going to make a Wikipedia the movie. Oh, you're right. One day. It's, it's bound to happen. Yeah. So, so now this movie is based on that. So it's te- it's technically, I guess you could say, a prequel in a sense, but they don't like to yeah. use the word prequel because it has such a negative connotation. So mm. online, they, J.K. Rowling said it is an expansion of the Harry Potter world. I think that's fair. It's, th- in the, it's in the universe, but it's not related at all to the events, except for the fact that they reference the events in the other Well, that's the movies. thing, because a lot of – some news has come out recently that Johnny Depp is playing Gillert Grindelwald and has a cameo in this one. And he's going to play him in the second one. And now people are thinking, all right, maybe now it's becoming a little more prequel-ish because it, cause they're also casting now for a young Dumbledore. Oh, boy. So now they're thinking that it's really going to start they're, coming yep. prequel-ish, which is, I guess, okay, but I don't know. I, I like, I really like the whole idea of Fantastic Beasts and just expanding the universe and not really telling this. Because we already know what the story is. We know that you know they, they want to conquer the Muggles, him and Dumbledore, and then they fight each other, and he has the Elder Wand, and... I don't know, but we'll see. I, just, I, I, I agree with you. I don't... I, yeah, I'm okay with expanded universe stories. I don't necessarily want prequels. Yeah. Right. So... I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will see how it goes. So, before we get into the two beasts that we picked today, let's go a little bit of the a background, if you will, about beasts in the Harry Potter universe. Well, beast isn't just a general term in Harry Potter. Beast is a official classification uh, by the Ministry of Magic to catalog magical creatures. So there's three. Right. There. Do you know them? The three? No, I just know there's... I can guess there's Beast is one of them. That's correct. Good job. Um, yep, don't know the rest. Well, one of them is Beings. Beings, okay. And the other one is Spirit. Spirit. Do you have examples no. of all three? No. I have no examples of Spirit. I'm curious. Because I actually didn't know what the three were, and I just looked it up real quick, and I don't know. I guess like a ghost. Why don't you talk about spirits or not spirits? Talk about talk um, about the rest, and I'll and I'll uh, see. If so I can I, find I out. do know beings like the requirement for them is to have like a sufficient amount of uh, knowledge and intelligence. So if like if you're kind of just like a, I don't know, the equivalent of like a dog, you're a beast, you know? right? Okay. But like um, more intelligent creatures can be beings, with a few exceptions actually, because centaurs and mer people are not are considered beasts, right? Because they actually refused to be considered beings. And I think we were reading that it was because they didn't want to be, like, in the same classification as vampires and something else. Right, they didn't want to be assimilated. They were, like, too good for them. Right. But they're okay to be classified with other beasts. I don't know. So, so like, 
like Hagrid, would he be considered a being? Um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, any any magical person would be. Oh, a being. okay. So like Harry Potter's a being. Yeah, wizard. Under, okay, so wizard falls under being. Yes. Okay. This makes sense, like human being, I suppose. Yes, yes. Okay, so we have beasts and we have beings, and then we have spirits. So I was just able to look this up real quick. So a spirit is pretty much like a ghost. So like nearly headless Nick is a ghost. Oh yeah, okay. You know the the gray lady, the the fat friar, the bloody baron. Look at that! I got all that's that good knowledge of, yeah, of Hogwarts ghosts. That's great. I still got that all in my head. Uh, so that's that's the example of that. So they're classified as beasts. There are some other interesting facts about beasts. Go ahead. Some extremists uh, campaign to classify muggles as beasts. Ooh. Now yep. we're getting into, like, race relations yep, in the exactly. wizarding world. I think that might be a... Not exactly the beast classification, but, like, the the, the wizard-human relation is going to be important in the movie, I think. In this one? I think so. I think so, too. Uh, some other interesting facts about beasts. So, uh, Acromantulas, which I think was that giant spider. Yep, that... Um, Aragog? Yeah, that, Manticores and the Sphinx would have qualified for being status since they are capable of intelligent speech. But because they try to eat any person that goes near them, are vicious and bloodthirsty, and become dangerous when the things they are guarding are threatened, they are classified as beasts. Makes sense. Yeah. So if you're intelligent, but you try to killing people, you kill everything you see, then you're, you're considered a you're beast. still a beast. Also, werewolves only classified as beasts in their transformed state. So when they're humans, they're beings? Yes. So they're probably the only thing that can fluctuate between both beings and beasts. That's the only thing I came across in my extensive research. Huh. That's pretty interesting. That's actually really, really cool. So the so the Ministry of Magic is responsible for classifying them as beasts. Yes. And then... And there's actually a special division, the, the uh, Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. Okay. So they, they're, you know. I think, if I recall correctly, I think Newt Scamander worked for that in this, or like before this movie takes place, or when he comes to America in this movie. I believe it. Makes sense. So. Nice. Awesome. Cool. And in the book, there are tons and tons of different beasts that they talk about, some of which Harry Potter fans would remember, like Acromantula, which is the Aragog giant spider that Hagrid has. Hippogriffs, which is Buckbeak that Hagrid also has. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of these are pretty much what Hagrid has. I almost called that the Hufflepuff. I'm the glad Hufflepuff. you said it, because I would have embarrassed myself. The, the Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Pixies, which are in Chamber of Secrets, the little blue things that are flying around in Lockhart's uh, office oh, yep, that, yep. He, that he lets go loose. What would a house elf be? A house elf? Oh, God. I hope uh, they'd be a being, because otherwise... I mean, they are kind of mistreated in the Magic it's Universe. It's not in. It's not included in the book's contents of the different creatures that they talk about. I guess... Ooh, I don't know. If any of our listeners know, <laughs> let us know what an elf is considered. I'm not there sure. There might be a lot of debate. I mean, there was a lot of... I'm sure Hermione would argue that they are beings. Rights. Right. Maybe they are considered... They're probably considered beings. I would think so. They're smart. It's just there's some regulation as to, I guess, their full rights or whatnot. Uh, dragons, all the different dragons that were in, like... Oh, yep, true. The Triwizard Tournament qualified. The, uh, the Norwegian Ridgeback. Yep. Centaur, like you said, the Basilisk uh, yep. from the Chamber of Secrets, as you said. Uh, a ghoul. A ghoul was in uh, the Deathly Hollows book. They The Weasleys have one up in their attic. Oh, okay. It's a ghoul. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other, other ones that the fans would recognize. Werewolves, like you said, unicorns. Unicorns were in... Uh, 
Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone for our listeners in England. Uh, the Sphinx you already mentioned. Uh, let's see, there was one more I saw. Um, what was it? Uh, I can't. Oh, Grindylow. Uh, they mention it in the movies and they talk about it in the books also. It was in Lupin's office the first time he met Harry. Oh, and he also Grindelow. had a Boggart in his office. Oh, I wonder what if that's is that? on here. Uh, no, doesn't call. That might be. Maybe that's something different. It wasn't on the spirit list, but I could kind of see that being considered a spirit. I don't also, know. is Hedwig a, a magical creature, or is Hedwig just a regular owl? So that's a good question. So I think she's just a regular owl. I thought so too. Yeah, but like Crookshanks, Hermione's like cat. Wasn't that a special? That wasn't just a cat, was it? No, it was a cat. It was just a, it was just a regular old cat, but they kind of expanded it a little bit, whereas it communicated with other animals just by talking, just by kind of assuming that regular animals can communicate with one another. Hmm. Because okay. like she communicated, or Crookshanks is a boy, he communicated with Sirius when he was a dog, just by communicating with one another. Okay. Um, it says here a Boggart is a non-being. So it looks like there's another class. A Boggart doesn't even count as a being. It's just a non-being. Sentient to unknown. Not, and I think it might be the only one. Because when I click the, the page here, non-being, the first picture that comes up is a Dementor. No non-beings. Boggarts, Dementors, and Poltergeists. Oh, Peeves the Poltergeist. Yes, that's another one, too. So, yeah, so that's what we got. So, we talked about some of the beasts that are in the book. You might remember them. And they're ones that have been, you know, in the movies and whatnot. So, we're going to talk a little bit about some beasts that are mentioned in the Fantastic Beasts textbook, not in the Harry Potter films or in the Harry Potter books, but will appear in the Fantastic Beasts movie. So we're going off of information that is from the Fantastic Beasts Beast textbook that J.K. Rowling wrote, and then also some visual information based on the trailers, um, because people have been able to identify which animals have been in the trailers. So that way we're able to describe you, the listener, and we'll also have pictures up on our Instagram and Twitter page, that way you're able to know what they look like exactly. So, uh, Chris, so what what uh, creature are you picking first? Well, not first, but what are you picking to go up against my creature? I found a creature called the Nundu. The Nundu. That sounds pretty cool. Not yeah, I think I'm pronouncing that right. N-U-N-D-U. Yeah. Maybe the Nundu. Maybe the Nunda. But I'm going to go with Nundu I think for now. Nun- I think Nundu sounds right. I, maybe we'll see the movie and I'll be totally wrong, but... Nundu. You'll yeah, th- maybe there's like an accent. You'll like turn to... What, it is from Africa, so they might have a cool Wait, like tribal accent. Whoa. You just gave a fact about my animal? Sorry. You don't see me giving facts I, about your animal. When I get to my animal, I'll let you give that ex- that fact, that, we're t- that wink, wink, I think you know what I'm talking yep, about, yep. directly back. You got it. All I right. will give the native origin location <laughs> of your animal. So as Steve so rudely interrupted, <laughs> the Nundu is native to Africa. East Africa. You probably didn't even know that. I knew one of ours was from East Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant mammal similar to a leopard. So I think you see this in the pre- one of the previews. It kind of like has like a big mane. Yeah, it kind of looked to me like, like it had a mane. like a puffer fish mane, kind of like. Yeah, because it wasn't like a lion's mane. It was just like it right. had a big neck. Yeah, and they're very dangerous. It moves silently, despite its quote gigantic size. So I didn't find anything on the actual size or weight of this, just that it was quote gigantic. Right. It is considered by some to be the most dangerous creature alive. That's by some. Not that's pretty all. serious. It does say by some. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. We that's don't know fair. who that is. 
There's the people that are considered to be the most dangerous don't know anything about creatures. (laughs) It doesn't say that, though. Okay, here's why it's the most dangerous creature alive, maybe, to some. The breath of the Nundu is toxic and filled with disease. Oh, boy. Filled with disease. wonder what kind of diseases. It doesn't say. It's so full of it. It couldn't even list all the disease. Common cold? That's probably one of them. Tuberculosis? Probably. (laughs) We should keep an eye out in the movie to see all the diseases people get. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, what does that mean by? Does it have to like like breathe <laughs> on them? Because just by exhaling, does that you know release the diseases and and uh, dangers also? Because yeah, all it says is the breath. So is right. it like a <gasps> kind so of thing? I will say later there is a little bit of um, like canon information about their danger. Okay. That may or may not relate to the breath, but we'll get to that. Okay. All right. Other reasons they're dangerous. Oh, continuing on. Their breath that's filled with disease can wipe out entire villages of people. The Nundu is extremely hard to subdue and has never been defeated by less than 100 wizards working together. It's a good thing I'm not picking a wizard to fight you. (laughs) It's a good thing you're not picking 99 or less wizards. (laughs) Okay, compared to the dragons used in the Triwizard Tournament, which were stunned into submission by around ten wizards, the prospect of this rare beast becomes truly terrifying. Oh boy, man, the Nundu. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it looks like a leopard with a pufferfish mane, in a way. So just kind of picture that in your heads there. Uh, yeah, if you if you've seen the trailer, you you can definitely see it at one point. I think it's real quick. You like it see it maybe quick. like on top of a pile of rubble, and you do. See, I think it goes for a little raw, and you see its pufferfish mane kind of um, breathing in and breathing out a little. Okay. Bit. So yeah, so we'll have to see if there is anything addressed in the movie with that. So the the but, story I was alluding to was um. There were, I, I didn't copy it off the, the page, but uh, it might be there. Maybe you can fill in the blanks that I forget. Yeah. There there was a guy who kept one of these. Yeah. He um he was a thief. He was using um a lockpicking charm to steal people's valuables. Yep. And he was using a nundu to protect them because nundus are you know protective of treasure. Right. I think I don't know. A lot of these animals were protective of treasure. Yeah. A lot of pro- treasure protecting of these magical beasts. Anyway, so what he would do was every every morning I guess he would stun it. So it was stunned while he was home, and then he would unstun it when he left, so it could protect his treasure. Yeah. So I mean, this he was able to do this like for a while. And now they th- now it, what you said might people might think contradicts what you said about him not being able. And to it be might stunned, to be fair, but they they said that since he was stunning it as a cub, that it might have gotten mm-hmm. like it's just so used to it that it it was susceptible to that kind of thing. It also mentions that he he obviously was never affected by its breath, but that could have been maybe it hadn't developed that yet. Maybe also. Maybe it's like a puberty thing. Maybe. Once it gets 14 years old, then it diseased breath. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happened to him? Uh, Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you want me to fill in the the I I, kind of remember. I think um, he, like, forgot to stun it one time. Yeah, he did. (laughs) So it killed him. Yeah, so he came home, and it was so angry at him that it just quickly killed him. Honestly, I do not blame the Nundu for that. He yeah. basically stunned a Nundu daily. Just to <laughs> guard his treasure. And then when he came home, did he feed him? Did he leave food out? It doesn't even mention that. Yeah, I don't know what it. Nundus even eat. I'm sorry. I can't. Exactly. There's not That information is not available about Nundus. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, apparently the guy had no trouble dealing with the toxic breath, though it is possible said that the breath is developed later in the creature's life cycle. Yep. So there you go. 
And there's been a couple drawings here. This is like a cartoon picture. I'm not sure what that's from. It looks like a leopard. Yeah, I saw that on the on the. This is the wiki. What are you on the Harry Potter wiki? Yeah. It looks like a cartoon leopard. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's from. And there's another drawing. Of it could a have been from a video game. Like fire breath. There were there were a bunch of Harry Potter video games. That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's from. The the um Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One video game. It is mentioned. All right, that could and be then, it. Scroll up a little bit. It shows like the magical danger rating that they oh, rate good in terms point, good of point. in yeah, terms so of. So why don't you explain a little bit about that too? Well, I just know the Ministry of Magic classifies their like risk as far as how dangerous they are. And this one gets five X's. Yeah, and that's the highest you can have. Is Okay, so yeah. it's like one to five X's. Yeah, one to five X's is the highest you can have. If you look down here, you can see uh, other five X uh, classified animals are werewolves, dragons, basilisks, and acromantulas as well. All right. So some of the ones that the fans may be familiar with from the Harry Potter uh, series. Uh, so yeah, so that's the Nundu looking pretty pretty tough right now. Some people would say it's the most deadly creature ever. It sounds like a pretty fantastic beast. Ho oh. <laughs> ho! Oh, you slay me! All right. So the animal that I picked was. You're a right foul git. You know that. Oh, thanks, there, Chris. <laughs> the um the the fantastic beast that I chose was the. Uh, if you have one, go for it. It was not relevant. It was not. I just thought it'd be funny to constantly interrupt you with Harry Potter sounds. Did I, though? I don't think I betrayed your parents, Chris. I don't know. I don't. You might have. Uh, not that I'm aware of. But anyway, so the, the beast that I chose is the Arumpent. I'll be in my bedroom, making no noise and pretending that I don't exist. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to get through this. I wasn't sure what that quote was going to be. <laughs> what did it say on there? It was just labeled as don't exist. <laughs> So I was hoping you'd say something like, you're not going to exist You anymore. don't exist. And it said, instead, I'm going to go to my bedroom. <laughs> so find me in my bedroom. <laughs> Making no, no. Um, when I was, this is off topic, but it's not off topic. When I was, I was an RA in college. And there he goes, dropping his college education right. again. Boom. Um, when I was an RA, any night that you were in the building, but you like were not on duty, we would always use that Harry Potter quote. They'd be like, hey, what are you going to do tonight? And you'd be like, I will be in my bedroom making no noise and, present- and pretending that I don't exist. So that way, if any problems came or started, you would just pretend that you weren't there to help. So anyway, all right. So like I said, the animal that I chose is the Arumpint, and it is from... This is your chance to get back. Oh, it's from Africa. That's right, because I interrupted you last time. So I yes, already forgot about that. I know I'm sorry. you did. So well, it is, I'm a very forgiving person. It is from Africa, and it resembles a rhinoceros... It has very thick hide that can repel most curses or charms, and it has, like, a single long horn in the front. So it kind of looks like a rhinoceros with a giant horn coming out, though, of its, like, forehead. Not and its it's a long, It's a pretty long horn. Yeah, it's a really long horn. Um, so, yeah, so, like, just think of a rhinoceros except the horn coming out of the forehead. But the, everything else is pretty much very, very similar. When I read the name, I was thinking it was, like, an elephant. But it's really, yeah. it's really rhino-based. It's, yeah, it's more, yeah, definitely. They should have called it the rhino pen. The rhino pen. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't get to make up Harry Potter names, so I wish I did. Maybe uh, after your TV show goes off, J.K. Rowling will see how great the writing is, and then she'll say, this oh, guy yeah. is who I need. Maybe I should make one of my characters uh, a wizard. That'd be a cool story arc for the season. <laughs> Maybe that's like midway, like mid-season. Yeah, you don't know until the end. finale. Yeah. Everybody would complain, what, he was a wizard the whole time? Where's this coming from? 
But I'd drop little hints, though. Right, that'd be, that would be that's, cool. Sorry, getting off topic again. Um, so the Arampent will not attack unless he is provoked. So he likes to keep it easy, but if he needs to defend himself, he will defend That's himself. why I think he's probably not a 5Xer. Right, because, yeah, he's, he's a 4 generally a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he, but, but... you don't want to mess with him. You don't want to piss him off. Yeah, so he is a 4Xer, and he does qualify as a beast... Alright, that one also not what I thought it'd be. I don't know. What did it say? Not allowed. <laughs> I wish they gave more, more details. Yeah, I know, it's pretty pretty broad. Um, so the horn can go through skin and metal, and it contains a deadly fluid which can cause whatever it is ejected to to explode. So it's kind of like a bomb, it seems. That that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty strong uh, I would argument. love to see that. Like he horns you and regardless, like if you're wearing like metal he goes right through it, blows it up, and then you explode. Yeah, he's pretty much a suicide bomber. Well, does he die from that? It doesn't say. But the like, horn... does his horn explode? So what my guess is is that I'm gonna get into this in a second. I think that the horn comes off, detaches from him, and then it can explode. I think he has some time to get out of there. Does the horn regrow? Does it like pull out his brain? I yeah, that I, don't, that I really don't. Like know. a bumblebee. Um, but there are some rare occasions where uh, the object does not explode. There was this one guy, his name was Wilfred Elphick. He was the first uh, wizard to be attacked by an Arapent, and he was able to survive. And there is a chocolate uh, frog card with him on it, because he's pretty uh, famous for doing that. Um, so it also says that the fluid inside the horn was used for um, potions classes. You could use that for whatever you were making. I'm sure whatnot. that's a valuable commodity. Yeah. Uh, and he's this character, this animal, this beast is also going to be in uh, the Fantastic Beast movie. Also, one interesting thing I found is that during the Deathly Hollows, like the book, um, this doesn't happen in the movie. Well, it kind of does happen in the movie, but in the Deathly Hollows book, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to Luna Lovegood's house with her dad, Xenophilius Lovegood, right? He has a horn. And this only happens in the in the book, but they do go to his house in the movie. But in the book, he has a horn, and Hermione says, like, oh, like, why is that here? You shouldn't have that here. That's dangerous. That right. could explode. And he says that it's a horn from some other type of animal. And so I, I believe know, it's, like, a made-up fictional animal. He said a crumpled horn snort stack, so I'm not sure if that is an actual animal in the Harry Potter universe it's, or if he was just not. making that up. It's never been seen. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I looked into it. I'm not joking. Uh, okay. I trust you. I trust you. Um, and then uh, during like the battle when the Death Eaters show up, just like in the movie, uh, in the book it explodes and causes his house to pretty much blow up, which does happen in the movie, but it's because of the Death Eaters, not because of this. That's horn. funny because I was reading that fact mm-hmm. and I remember it blowing up in the movie, right? And I was like, oh, I didn't realize they blew up the horn. I must have missed that. Yeah, but it was different in the book. And well, in the book it was the it, they, the Death Eaters did show up, but it wasn't. You're right, Falcon. You know that. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh, in the book, it did blow up, but it was because of the horn. Okay. While the Death Eaters were attacking, in the movie, they just made it simple instead of doing like a subplot about this this um, Arampin horned horn um, to blow up the house. So, so that's what we're looking at. All right. So we have the Arampin versus the Nandu. Nandu. So the Nandu. Let's go for it. What do we got? My beast boasts the most dangerous classification by the. Ministry of Magic of five X's of danger because not only is it a large leopard, it has breath that is 
quote, full of diseases, which I keep saying it like that because I think that's a weird way to describe someone's breath. A like, breath full of diseases? Full of diseases. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make a lot a of sense. A disease full of breath. Like, just speaking in, like, scientific terms, like, does it contain, like, bacteria and, like, viruses that, like, where does it keep them? I don't know. But anyway, it does. It's, it's, it can move fast. It's big. I guess it can also, like, eat you if it wanted to. Yeah, but I feel like just because it's a, it's a class four, I feel like that really doesn't just automatically make it better, scarier. Mine's a class five. That's, Yours well, that's what I'm saying. Being, just being one class higher, I don't think it just completely negates the danger level of mine. I'm not... It's not going to negate. I'm just saying right. five is a bigger number than four. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that <laughs> Thank fact. you for not disputing. Did you, did you double check that, just to make sure? Um... Yeah, I think I have a soundboard uh, sound that says five is greater than four. Oh, really? Let me see if it can play. Uh, okay, it's okay. I clicked on the ad again. <laughs> What's it, it? The ad is right next to all the sounds. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not fair. Yeah. You're right, foul kid. You know. Oh, okay, so you did. So there's. Okay, good. 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 No, good, good, I, good. I didn't actually have a sound yeah, about no, five I, and I four. Know, I know. I know you didn't. That's the one I assumed you were going to play. Actually. You did assume yeah. I was going to play. Yes. It won't play. It's ruining comedic. Oh, thanks, Chris. It's ruining the comedic timing. <laughs> but if you look at some of the other four X's, you have um, Thestrals, which are very dangerous. Also, I don't know. They they drive the kids to school every day. They're basically a school bus. <laughs> Not every day. Once a year. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Only on the first day. No, but they, they remember they fly them to uh, the Ministry of Magic in Order of the Phoenix. Oh yeah, that's really cool and and not dangerous. Are you, are you just shaking your head because you're agreeing? Like we're. You know no, that's a good example of a Threstral okay. not being a threat at so all. So you also have the Sphinx, which is a class four, which will murder you if you don't answer its question correctly. Was there ever a Sphinx in Harry Potter? In the fourth book, it was part of the Triwizard Tournament maze. The maze in the movie is completely different than the maze in the book. That's what I thought. I don't remember the Sphinx at all. Yeah, in the it's book... It's been a while since I read the books. Yeah, so in the book, first of all, in the book, the maze was on the Quidditch pitch. It wasn't this giant maze that was just in the middle of nowhere, but... It was full with, like, dement... Well, it was full with boggers. It really wasn't full with dementors, but it was full with a bogger that turned into a dementor when Harry saw it. It had sphinxes in it. You'd have to answer questions. Um, and if you didn't answer them uh, correctly, they'd kill you. Uh, centaurs, also a four. I mean, I feel like centaurs can be pretty dangerous, especially if you piss them off. No, they, they can be. That's fair. So, yeah. So, that's why I'm just trying to argue that just because it's a class four does not undermine its danger factor whatsoever. Uh, my guy... Has a uh, let's call it a, a bomb strapped to its forehead. Bomb horn. Bomb horn. Horn bomb. It charges, goes right at your nundu, pierces it. It's good night. Your your horn's not getting anywhere near my nundu. Why is that? Because my nundu moves silently despite his gigantic size. Okay. You can, won't. Can he still see him? He moves very quickly, I think. That's not actually backed up by any data source. Okay, so we're going to just but, stake that as a well, non Well, how could you move... So you're saying he moves silently by, like, like how can, slowly creeping? To move I silently, feel like you he, have to go slowly. No, I feel like he's going to be able to, like, jump around real quiet-like. He's going to just be like... But he's going to be making noise if he's jumping around. All right, we can't settle this until we see it in the movie, but I'm, I'm saying in the movie, he's going to be, like, running... You're never going to see this thing... Not because it's because it's moving fast and you won't hear it. But it's You're no, right, Falcon, you know that. But you know it's 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 known for its gigantic size. Do you think I'm just going that the um Arampent is just going to miss a giant leopard with 
blowfish main. Well, rhinos aren't very fast. No, I never said it was. Well, maybe he won't be able to catch a leopard. It's not about him catching a leopard. It's seeing your guy. All right. If a if a if a rhino could see a leopard, that doesn't mean he can bomb horn it and blow it up. Right. But if, if they're going to try to kill one another, they're going to have to engage in some kind of close combat. Yeah. No, I can just breathe on you because I can kill and wipe out entire villages with my yeah, disease breath. First of all, we don't know exactly what that entails. We don't know what that. What does the breath mean? Is it like I said earlier? Is it just like a Huh, and then it just well he can wipe down. out entire villages so does it, it carry down, does it carry down wind and then also like you know how did he live with that guy for <laughs> for so long that one was like uh, a messed up nundu that didn't have the the how, toxic breath how do we know your nundu has my nundu breath? is a classic nundu <laughs> with disease breath okay so then my guy just is just a perfect all right um, a perfect rhino can't catch a leopard. I'm not saying you can catch your guy. I'm saying they're going to have to engage in some hand... You're a right foul git. You know that. <laughs> All right, that's ha- the last one. They're going to have to engage in some kind of combat with one another. That's an- if, 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 you're, if your animal, right. Nundu wants to kill mine, he's going to have to come and try let to me, attack. Let me give you a scenario. Go ahead. You're an elephant. Yep. You're walking down the street. Yep. You have a horn that explodes. Yep. You're dangerous. Yep. But you're a nice, you're a nice elephant. You only... Attack in self-defense. Correct. There's a nundu yep. moving silently yep. in a building next to you. Okay. You don't hear him because he's silent. Okay. He's he, in a building? Yeah, he's inside a building. Okay. Like what, like an office building? It's like, um... Like, am I walking down... What? No, you're in like a London row home. He's like in one of the houses. At a London row home? Yep. Okay. And he breathes his toxic breath okay. into the street. Okay. You're dead. Well, we like I said, we don't know the full extent of the Nundu's breath disease. Fair point. All that stuff. Fair point. So okay, I'll get. I'll I'll see that argument. I do see that argument. The other thing you didn't mention about the Arapent mm-hmm. is they often kill themselves. Does it? I don't think it mentioned that. It said that they around oh, mating season. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around mating season. So if they're getting a little frisky, they can blow themselves up. They can blow themselves up. Which I was intrigued by that, because I wasn't sure what that meant. Like, is it when they're trying to mate? Do they, like, accidentally kill their their partner? Yeah, I don't know. All it says is arampant numbers are not large, because male arampants frequently blow themselves up during mating season. That's all it that says. That is what it says. <laughs> that, that, that is literally the extent of it. So we really don't know why that is. So that makes me wonder if, like, if their horn... So... Is the horn blow up, or does the horn inject some like a like a some a fluid that blows up? So, so and the horn contains a deadly fluid which causes whatever is injected with it okay to explode. So I would say that they don't explode, like their horn doesn't explode unless something goes wrong. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but I think I think that the horn breaks off is my guess. I I don't because know where the, you're coming from with that. No, and the reason I say that is because. Xenophilus Lovegood had a horn. All right, yeah, but right, and it was full of fluid, and then it didn't that, explode until later. By that logic, like people have rhino horns, that doesn't mean rhino horns detach. Someone cut off the horn. This is true. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, but if it breaks off of him, though, if it breaks off of right, the it probably could. It probably could break off. Right, yeah. if he angles it properly. Yeah. So, but we don't know exactly what the speed of this is. But rhinos, they can get you know going. 
They they can get going. That is true. <laughs> I have the words. I have the best words. Um, like he can charge. You know, if and first of all, he's not, which is fine with the Aaron pin. He's not going to do anything unless the Nundu comes and starts getting up in his grill. Well, the Nundu does not have any such like um, restrictions on his attack. He will he will just kill you. He doesn't care if you're attacking him. He will breathe his breath. And poison you. If the poison affects the... Uh, that is true. You should have mentioned that your hide was uh, resistant to, like, curses and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean... You do have to breathe. Right, exactly. I mean, if he holds his breath, if he knows exactly what the Nundu's <laughs> going to do, and he's just, like, you know, breathing it in. Yeah, because his hide is resistant to spells and curses. So, I mean, we could say that... We could assume that that is, uh, you know, resistant from the breath. We could say that, but I yeah. feel like we don't have enough evidence to say that. Well, we don't have enough evidence to argue against it, so... I hope we get to see the this movie is a together. Tough, this is a tough fight, because we're, we're we arguing don't, over hypotheticals. Yeah, we don't have all the data. Exactly. That's why I was just about to say, I hope we get to see this movie together, and there's a scene in the movie where an Arapent fights a Nundu. That'd be pretty cool. And we, like, look over at each other like, and kind of like... Yeah. Well, don't say that during the movie, because you might... It's really, It'll be a tense scene. Well, I should probably stand up and announce to the entire audience that I have a podcast and we just analyzed this before it happened and we did not even know that this was going to happen. Yeah. And then whoever wins could stand up and get a, you know, standing If the horn breaks off the Arapin, I will be like, oh my gosh, Steve, you like (laughs) predicted the future. You called it. You called it. So, yeah. Any, uh, any other uh, arguments you want to bring up? No, actually, honestly, when we when you told me this idea, I was like, that sounds really cool. I can't wait to find like a really dangerous beast. Right. So I started doing research on the beasts, and I found the cool Nundu, and I was like, the Nundu's cool. He's He breathes toxic breath that's full of diseases. But then I found all these other hilarious <laughs> beasts, and I was like, I'd rather talk about these funny funny ones. You want to share some of them? Yeah. So they're not, they're not all funny, but um, have you ever heard of the Fwooper? Uh, when I was doing research for this episode, I did see the Fwooper on there. Guess where the Fwooper is from? Belgium. Africa. Really? Yep. Wow. All of our animals could be friends until the Nundu kills you with his breath. But this is the thing, too. The Nundu could be really best friends, for all we know. And he's like, he's like, hey, Jim, how you doing? And the next thing you know, it kills him. Yeah. Having toxic breath is horrible. Like, yeah. It's a curse. Is it it's toxic? a curse which can rebound off of the Arapin's hide. It's not a blessing. It's a curse. I'm right. dictating it as a curse. There's nothing that says the Arapin's Hide rebounds curses. It, is it just says fine. that it, it is resistant to curses. It is curse. resistant to curses and uh, spells. Yes. Also, you're changing the meaning of the word curse in your defense. but I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what if it's poisonous to other Nundus? Nundus are, can never have, like, friends. I feel like they'd be resistant to it. They should they be. They should be. Well, they have if to be because you're breathing it out. It's right in front of your face and you breathe oh, yeah, it back they'd, in. Oh, yeah, they'd kill themselves. Yeah, they'd commit suicide. Yeah, almost as much as the Arapent yes, during I, mating season. Sounds like a lot of these guys are uh, suicide. Very dangerous animals. Yeah. So the, the, so the, okay, the fooper. The fooper. It's an African bird, brightly colored feathers, which can be orange, pink, lime, green, yellow, basically any color that a Skittle is. And the song of the fooper will drive you insane. Huh. So each bird oh, yep, I remember is sold with a silencing charm placed yeah. on it. And the silencing charm has to be reinforced monthly, or else it'll run out and you'll go crazy from your from your fooper. Yep. And you have to have a license to own the fooper because they're kind of dangerous. Kind of like, I don't know, do you need licenses to own any animals like in uh, the United States? Maybe like uh, certain types of probably snakes. Probably something like snakes, yeah, you probably have to. Yeah, so that's totally logical. Uh, yeah. Um, their, their feathers get used as quills, 
They lay patterned eggs, which is pretty cool. They're like pre-dyed Easter eggs. Okay. If you're lazy, you can just get a fooper egg for Easter. Nice. Um, there's a funny little story about a wizard named Yurik the Oddball. Okay. I wonder if that was his name before this happened or after. We'll tell the story, then we'll decide. Yeah, all right. So uh, he was trying to convince the Wizards Council that the Fooper song was actually beneficial to Wizards' health, and he listened to it continuously for three months. His presentation did not go well because he turned up wearing nothing but a toupee, and it turned out the toupee was a dead badger. I think he was called the Oddball <laughs> because of this incident. You think this gave him his yeah, nickname? This is the way before the he was like Yurik the uh, the oh, wise. The wise, yeah. And then they showed they up downgraded naked. Downgraded him. They're like, "Yep, wrong dead, call. Dead badger toupee. Yep, you're out you of here. You are now an Oddball." Yeah. So I'm guessing the Fooper song was not actually beneficial because he went crazy. Right. Um, another cool animal, the deer call. Okay. Dire call deer. I don't know. I hope these are in the movie because it'd be cool to see these. No, I th- no, they are because. Um, yeah, these are from the list. You got this a list of the ones that are going to be in the movie. So um, the deer call is another bird. Do you know where this bird's from? Should I just guess Africa? You could guess it. it doesn't say though, so I don't know where it's from. Oh. I just want to trick you. <laughs> um, this bird's interesting because Muggles are aware of its, ex- its existence. Interesting. It it has the ability to disappear and reappear. Okay. To like escape danger, so Muggles know this bird as the dodo. Hey! So <laughs> that's pretty cool. The dodo is not actually extinct, but it's a magical bird that disappeared. I like that. So um, wi- mug- wizards know they're not extinct, and muggles think they hunted the dodo to extinction, and the, the wizards decided not to tell the humans that it's still around because they like the fact that it raises muggle awareness of the consequences of uh, slaying an entire species. I like that. So that's they're like, awesome. hey, you guys, we let them think they made this bird extinct so they'd be more careful in the future. That's super cool. It didn't work because we're killing a lot of I, other animals. I like that she's doing stuff like that to make it seem like the wizarding world is, in essence, real. Um, by doing things like the dodo and just fun things like that. The little tie-ins with real exactly, life. Exactly, right. Because you're, be like, cool. oh, you're like, oh my gosh, like was that a Dementor? I just felt a chill or, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. There was there was actually another animal that uh, I forget what it was called, but it would, um, it was a small, it was like a small little, pretty basically like a parasite. Yeah. And it would attack like magical items. Like you could like try to like eat, infect like your wand and try to eat your wand. Okay. And there was, it would like other magical things. But it also said that if in the absence... So they were attracted to magic. But in the absence of magic, they would be attracted to electrical items. So this explains why sometimes electrical things you buy will just, like, fail. Oh, okay. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have one more animal that I thought was really pretty cool. Go ahead. It's called the quintiped. Right. Which you might be able to tell by the name. Uh, has five legs. But that's not why the quintiped's cool. The quintiped is also known as the hairy McBoon. Harry McBoon. Harry as in H-A-I-R-Y. Okay. Not Harry Potter. Harry as in it has hair. Right. I saw a rough illustration of it, and it looked like a hairy... It kind of looked like, um, was it Thing, the hand from Adam's family? Yeah. But like a hairy version of that. Okay, so it's just a hand. Well, like it, it's hand. just like a thing with five legs, and each leg has a clubbed foot, and it's covered in thick red-brown hair. Hmm. Like, that's it. Like, the body is like basically just something to have five legs on it. Right. So, would you like to know the legend of the Quintiped? Go ahead. So, um, according to legend, the Isle of Drear was populated by two wizard families, the McBoon clan and the McCliver clan, who were apparently rivals. Huh. Do they sound like Irish to you or something? What would A little you say, bit. Like European? Yeah, it sounds Irish. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, the family heads, Dougald McCliverd and Quintius McBoone, got drunk and engaged in a wizard's duel, which resulted in Dougald's death. In retaliation, the McCliverds attacked the McBoones, turning them all into monstrous five-legged beasts. However, the McDoons were infamously inept wizards, and the McCliverts realized too late that they had made the McBoons infinitely more deadly. Resisting desperate McCliverd attempts to untransfigure them, the McBoons killed all the resident McCliverts. Oh my god. So, we don't know whether that legend is true or not, but the Quintiped may be the result of being transfigured into that so by we should, inept we should, wizards. So we should see this in the film, right? Hopefully it's on that list. I hope so. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. It also mentions that the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures tried to untransfigure the Quintiped, but wasn't able to. So it can only be assumed that if that legend is true, and they are actually the transfigured McBoons, they would prefer to live as Quintipeds. Huh. They're like, hey, five right. legs are better than two. Exactly. We're, we're fine staying the way we are. I hope they're in the movie, because they look really dumb. I'm really excited to see this, especially now since we've done our research about all these magical creatures. Yeah, I, me too, actually. It kind of got me more excited for the movie. Yeah. And they're making five of them. I don't know if you heard that or not. They're making five. five. That, they're already planning to make five? The, originally, it was going to be a trilogy, and then she came out like last week and said it's going to be five. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not like she doesn't have enough money. I know, seriously. But hey, if she... If, I actually enjoy the stories, If though. she's expanding the, the wizarding world, I'm totally on board with it. I love the wizarding world, and... Me too. I always love learning more about like a universe. Like when a universe becomes like more expanded, and I feel like I'm learning more about it. I always like that yeah. Kind of if stuff. it's like good content, I don't want it just like stretched out for like stretching out sake. Like right. Like not. I don't want it just adding things to like make five movies. Like if there's enough content for that, right? Sure. You can go crazy. Yeah. I was reading an article in the paper today about it, and um, they were asking Eddie Redmayne, you know, like, are you going to be in all five? And he said he's contracted for three. And he'll do five, like, if it fits, like, the story. Like, he doesn't know if he gets killed off or... And who knows now with the whole Dumbledore thing, like, how do you how do you put Dumbledore's second fiddle to, to Newt's commander? Yeah, really. You know it seems I mean? like that's going to be its own movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. See what happens. Who knows? Who knows? So, you have uh, another one coming up? No, I don't know I why you would think that. In my bedroom. We can't get through the barrier to platform nine and three quarters. We almost get killed by a tree... Clearly someone doesn't want me here this year. What movie is that from? I, I did not mean to play that one. Which one? What movie is that from? Do you know? Um, the Tree? Yeah, okay. That's Context clues. So since he almost got killed by a tree, that's when they had to take um, the Weasley's car to yep. fly it back because Dobby was trying to block them from nice. going uh, on the train. Nice. So that one was in... I forget if it was two or three, actually. Wow, you have everything correct. Yeah, I know. It's just that far. If I could think of something else. Why was Dobby trying to stop Harry from going to school? Because something bad was going to happen to him. That happens every year, so that's I a really know. good... Uh... <laughs> I remember he kept saying, Harry Potter mustn't return to Hogwarts. Wow, I thought Dobby was in the room right now. I really did. Oh, Chris, it was you the whole I, time. I was wow. actually the voice of Dobby in the movies. Wow. You were ten when the first when Dobby first happened in book. That's why I sound older now than Dobby does in the movie. In book two, Chris, it was book All two, right. Chamber of Secrets, because he was trying to stop Harry from going because the Chamber of Secrets was going to be open. I think if I had to guess, I would have guessed that. Yeah, third one's Prisoner of Azkaban. So yeah, and then he got the sock at the end. Yep, everyone and was got, happy. And he got free. He this got is free. this is the one I meant to play. Oh wait, never mind. No, it's not. 
still not Wait, the right what was one? that one where he said, I'm going to sit in my room? I'm going to sit in my bedroom making no noise and pretending that I don't oh, exist. Oh, I found it. I'll be in my bedroom making no noise and pretending that I don't exist. Now do you know what one's that from? Uh, it sounds like something he said to the Dursleys. Yep. When they were probably like annoying him. Because he sounded like he said it sarcastically. So I'm going to guess Order of the Phoenix. Chamber of Secrets. Oh, man. The yep. same one? Yep. They were having uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mason over because uh, Uncle Vernon was trying to sell him drills, like trying to make some deal on drills. So that wasn't the one and where he blew up his aunt? No, that's the third one. Okay. Yeah, that's Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep. Okay. Well, I learned a lot. Yeah, there you go. Look at all that Harry Potter trivia. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them come out this Friday. Uh, we're planning on seeing it. Hopefully, we'll Hope see so. an epic battle be- between the Arampint and the Nandu, Nundu. Or, but, uh, or I hope we're like pronouncing all of our animals horribly I know. wrong. Eddie Raymond will probably say it in the movie, and we'll go, "Up, oh, all right, we're wrong." wrong <laughs> Got to take that episode time. down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. We'll have to. We'll have to edit through it. So, uh, Chris, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks, Steve. I do have one more thing to say. Go right ahead. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be saying. We'll see. Are we going to drink that? <laughs> What's that from? Uh, that was probably about the Polyjuice Potion. Which is from? Chamber of Secrets. Nice job. Look at that. Three. Chamber, this yeah, is like the Chamber, Chamber of Secrets soundboard. Yeah, right. maybe for that's a, what a more updated soundboard. Trying to think. Most of them seem like it was from Chamber of Secrets. Well, let me play one I didn't play yet. Maybe I'm trying to remember. Let's I'm trying to remember if, some of the other ones that see was, if this one's... played. You're a right foul git. You know that. Uh, that's Goblet of Fire. Who's he say that to? Ron. Oh. And Ron's like, hey, podcast where we just try to recite a Harry Potter movie from memory. That'd be pretty impressive. Not for me. <laughs> I'd have to make up all my scenes. <laughs> that would be actually pretty comical, though. That might be comical. Just to see, like, what you would say next kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, ready? We'll do this right now. All right. Ready? All right. Chamber of Secrets. I'll help you out a little bit. Okay. All right. Come on. Get your trunk. My trunk? Is that because... I have a court case coming up at the Pine Hill Mobile Court. Oh, bringing it back to the show. Because he's a wizard. He was a wizard the whole time. I was just trying to plug my show. Yeah, but remember how one of the characters is going to be a wizard? Maybe. No, I'm not decided on that. He's going to be a wizard. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Chris. Thanks again so much for being on today. You're welcome. Uh, I forgot to talk about one of our old episodes, so I'm going to bring that up really, really quickly before we head out. Was I on it? Uh, no, not on this one. This All was right. our presidential. I'm gonna go. <laughs> this is our presidential uh, election, our third presidential election episode. This came out right before the United States election, which was historical in its own right. Um, but we had Palpatine Vader going up against Amidala Kenobi, and currently uh, there's still um, a couple uh, days left on this, but it's currently standing at 25% for Palpatine Vader and 75% for Amidala and Kenobi. So, yes, that's the last of our presidential election episodes for a while. For four years. And I'm totally okay with that because I definitely need a break from this whole election cycle. So, as always, uh, please subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've known for 24 hours that an unregistered wizard set magical beasts loose in New York. Yes. Where is this man? So, you're the guy with the case full of monsters, huh? Use travels fast.
The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.